जय
Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Re Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Re Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jai Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gararara Shivasari Gaura Bhakta Brenda Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gararara Shivasari Gaura Bhakta Brenda Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Prabhupada Good day Good day Good day Jaya Jaya Good day Good day, good day, Jaya Jaya, good day. So, uh, let's see. Please leave the bookmark here. So, uh, it looks like we've been reading from the introduction to the first canto. I guess they are uh, not going to read a verse. They're just going to read this elaborate introduction. So let me just read. I'll continue. Let's see. We're, I'm not quite sure where they left off. So let's see. Uh, this is in the in the introduction to the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, this is um, Prabhupada elaborates on many pastimes of... Um, of uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, um, so let's begin here. There are many similar incidents in his childhood, Lord Chaitanya. As a naughty boy, he sometimes used to tease the Orthodox Brahmins who used to bathe in the Ganges. When the Brahmins complained to his father that he was splashing them with water instead of, instead of attending school, the Lord suddenly appeared before his father as though just coming from school with all of his school clothes and books. 
So, at the bathing god, he also used to play jokes on the neighboring girls who engage in worshiping Lord Shiva in hopes of getting good husbands. This is a common practice among unmarried girls in Hindu families. While they were engaged in such worship, the Lord not only appeared before them and said, My dear sisters, please give me all your offerings just as you have brought to Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is my devotee and poverty is my maidservant. If you worship me, then Lord Shiva and all the other demigods will be satisfied. So we we can understand in the Bhagavad Gita that Krishna Krishna uh, states that um, actually to worship the demigods is 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 not the highest standard, but by worshiping him, all the demigods are totally pleased. So this is what's happening in this pastime of Lord Chaitanya. He's saying to these ladies who are just wanting good husbands by worshiping Lord Shiva. He's saying, no, no, just give me all the offerings. Just worship me. Lord Shiva will be immediately pleased. And so um, all the demigods will also be satisfied. Some of them refuse to obey the naughty Lord, and he would curse them that due to their refusal, they would be married to old men who had seven children already by previous wives. So out of fear, (laughs) like he was going to curse them, right? Out of fear... And sometimes out of love, the girls would offer him his various goods. And then the Lord would bless them and assure them that they would have very young, handsome husbands and they would be the mother of dozens of children. Uh, so the blessings would enliven the girls, but they used, uh, but they used often to complain about these incidents to their mothers. So, you know, this is a, this is a quite a stark difference to women today, right? I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many women would want dozens of children in this age, right? So as, as, as the ages um, progress, um, you know, I, I, I've been just reading, you know, in the third canto how, um, you know, Arjuna is, is uh, gone for several months and, and uh, Maharaj Yudhisthira is very concerned because he's been gone so long and he starts to think in his mind how, what could have happened, how could he be gone. He saw so many inauspicious signs, right? You know, uh, crows, uh, crows passing, you know, and, and cows passing blood and, and crows passing, passing all around, which is inauspicious and, and uh, lightning and thunder. And, and he also noticed um, quarrels in his, in his kingdom between uh, uh, greed and avarice began to take place, and 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 uh, uh, you know fighting between friends and neighbors, and also in the household between husband and wives. And he started to think that only this could be happening if Lord Krishna was no longer here. And so, um, and so. Uh, with the advent of Kali Yuga, when Arjuna returns, he asks him so many questions. You know, did you, did you, uh, you know, uh, mistreat, uh, uh, you know, not such a respectable woman, or did you, you know, did you not treat a respectable woman properly? And and Maharaj Yudhisthira goes through many, many points, and then Arjuna begins to say how, um, because of the his 
best, dearest friend, uh, Krishna, he was empowered. He was powerful. He could do everything. Uh, with the great um, warriors that were on the side of Duryodhana and the Kauravas, it was impossible. It was like an ocean. It was impossible to, you know, defeat Drona and, and Bhishma and Saya and so many. Uh, but, but he was saying verse after verse how by the, only by the grace of Krishna, all of these things were possible. All of these things are possible. Just like when they were in Virata and they had to go incognito for so many years. And, uh, I think it was Karna. Yes, Karna came because he wa- he was he was angry because in the Swayamvara he was not allowed to participate because he, they said he was a Sutta Sutra, you know, born. Although we know he was Kunti's firstborn son, he wasn't able to because it was very he he was keen competition for Arjuna. And when they went when they were incognito, he tried to uh, go in and steal all the cows and create havoc. And um, Arjuna rescued the cows for the king, for Drupad. And so many pastimes happened because of the grace of the Lord. And and with the advent of Kali Yuga, everything as the Lord um, has gone, the advent of Kali Yuga was ushered in. And so many, so many things diminish. And... Um, one of them is dozens of children. <laughs> we just, you know, today, many, many families have one child, maybe two. But there's some great devotees in this community like Rupa Nuga and Jayanti that had many children. And um, they're wonderful. They've raised their children in this community. They're beautiful children. And um, I remember my neighbors were... Um, Bhati Lata and Jivananda, and I saw Priya and her husband and their children here the other day. Tilak, such beautiful devotees. So, so um, you know, Bhakti Thakur had so many, many children, right? So many children. And uh, if you're a, a wonderful devotee and engage in devotional service, then you can. You can have children and they can become, you can train them up. And, and it's a boon because we're not making hundreds of devotees. Our temples are not full. We don't have lines of devotees coming up. So if we have wonderful children, uh, I think they said the next generation, the second generation, no, they say the next generation will be uh, do remarkable things for the movement of Lord Chaitanya and, and uh, Krishna. So... So at any rate, that was just a little realization. Uh, in this way, the Lord passed his early childhood. And when he was just 16 years old, he startled his own Gatupati, the village school conducted by the learned Brahmins. In school, he would simply explain Krishna, even in the readings of Grama, Srila Jiva Goswami, in order to please the Lord, later composed a grammar a, a grammar in Sanskrit in which all the rules of grammar were explained with examples that used the holy names of the Lord. Wow. That's, that's amazing. This grammar is still current. It is known as Hari Namamrita, 
Vyakakarana, and it is prescribed in the syllabus of schools in Bengal. During this time, the great Kashmiri scholar named Keshva Kashmiri came to Navadweep to hold discussions on the Shastras. The Kashmiri pundit was a champion scholar, and he traveled to all places of learning in India. And finally, he came to Navadweep. Why? It was destined. He was going to be delivered by the Lord, right? He came to Navadweep to contest the learned pundits there. The pundits of Navadweep decided to match Nimai Pandit, Lord Chaitanya, with Kashmiri Pandit, thinking that if Nimai Pandit were defeated, they would have another chance to debate with the scholar. For Nimai Pandit was only a mere boy. So they had their motives, right? But, uh, but Lord Chaitanya, Nimai Pandit, he had his plan. Krishna had his plan. If the Kashmiri Pandit were defeated, then they would all be glorified because people would proclaim that a mere boy of Navadweep had defeated the champion scholar who was famous throughout India. And it so happened that Nimai Pandit met Keshva Kashmiri while strolling on the banks of the Ganga. The Lord requested him to compose a Sanskrit verse in praise of the Ganges, and the pundit, within a short time, composed a hundred shlokas, reciting the verses like a storm and showing the strength of his vast learning. Me, my pundit, at once memorized all the shlokas without an error. He quoted 64, the 64 shlokas and pointed out certain rhetorical and literary irregularities. He particularly questioned the pundit's use of the word bhavani barataha. He pointed out that the verse of this word was redundant. Bhavani means wife of Shiva. Who else could be who else could be her barata or husband? He also pointed out several other discrepancies of the Kashmiri pundit that struck with wonder. He was astonished that a mere student of grammar could point out the literary mistakes of an erudite scholar. Although this matter was ended prior to any public meeting, the news spread like wildfire over Navadweep. Both finally, but finally, Keshva Kashmiri was ordered in a dream by Saraswati, the goddess of learning, to submit to the Lord, and thus the Kashmiri Pandit became a follower of the Lord. So, um, so the Lord was married with great pomp and gaiety, and at this time he began to preach the congregation, congregational chanting of the holy name of the Lord in Navadweep. Some of the Brahmins became envious of his popularity, and they put many hindrances on his path. They were so jealous that they finally took the matter to the Muslim magistrate at Navadweep. Bengal was then, numbered, then governed by Parthans, and the governor of the province was Nawab Hussein Shah. The Muslim magistrate of Majadweep took up the complaints of the Brahmin seriously, and at first he warned the followers of Nimai Pandit not to chant loudly the name of Hari. Hari, Hari, Hari! But Lord Chaitanya asked his followers to disobey the orders of the Kasi. And they went out on Sankirtan chanting party as usual. The magistrate sent constables who interrupted a Sankirtan and broke the Madranga drums. 
when Nimai Pandit heard of this incident, he organized a party of civil disobedience. He used the pioneer of civil disobedience movement for India for the right cause. He organized a procession of 100,000 men with thousands of murdungas and cartels. And in this procession, he passed over the roads of Navadweep in defiance of the Kazi who had issued the order. Finally, the procession reached the house of the Kazi who went upstairs out of fear of the masses. But the Lord asked them to be peaceful. And at this time, the Kazi came down and tried to pacify the Lord by addressing him as nephew. He pointed out that he referred to Nilambara Chakravati as his uncle, and thus Srimati Devi, Nimai's mother, was his cousin's sister. He asked the Lord whether his sister's son would be angry at his material uncle, and the Lord replied that since the Kazi was his material uncle, he should receive his nephew well in his home. In this way, the issue was mitigated, and the two learned scholars began a long discussion on the Quran and the Hindu Shastras. The Lord raised the question of cow killing, and the Kazi properly answered him by referring to the Quran. In turn, the Kasi also questioned the Lord about cow sacrifice in the Vedas, and the Lord replied that such sacrifice as mentioned in the Vedas was not actually cow killing. In that sacrifice, an old bull or cow was sacrificed for the sake of receiving a fresh, younger life by the power of Vedic mantras. But in Kali Yuga, Such cow sacrifices are forbidden because there are no qualified Brahmins capable of conducting such a sacrifice. In fact, in Kali Yuga, all sacrifices are forbidden because they, unless, because they are useless attempts by foolish men. In Kali Yuga, only the Sankirtan Yaga is recommended for all practical purposes. Speaking in this way, the Lord finally convinced the Kazi who became the Lord's follower. The Kazi henceforth thenceforth declared that no one should hinder the Sankirtan movement, which was started by the Lord, and the Kazi left this order in his will for the sake of progeny. The Kazi's tomb still exists in the area of Navadweep, and Hindu Muslims go there to show their respects. The Kazi's descendants are residents, and they never objected to Sankirtan even during the Hindu-Muslim riots. So, um, so um, when I was in Denver, uh, I had a, I was, um, I'm a vegetarian and vegan chef, and, um, and after we were in Puerto Rico, we were there for 10, 10 years and had Tamal Krishna's Veggie Garden Cafe there, and then we went to Denver, and we opened up Govinda's Garden Vegan Cafe. So um, many people coming would object big time to this, totally object, not only to the the uh, animal eating in the Quran, but even the mention of um, cow killing in in our scriptures, even though the understanding was that by the power of these great pure devotee sages that they would 
be able to get a healthier, another body. This was a big, uh, uh, this was something I often had to debate with, with all these vegans in the restaurant. And I chose to be, have a vegan cafe because we could not get a Hemsa milk. And so, uh, and, and so if, uh, now we are blessed at this temple because Radnath, uh, has a farm. And and he has another calf, and so the deities always get a hemsa milk. So all the sweets are made out of a hemsa milk. Those cows will be protected for for their lives, which is rare, uh, because this state in uh, this state in Texas specifically is a big cow killing state. When we moved from Colorado, I was just stunned how many big signs I saw that said like sixty four ounce steaks. And um, it's just—it was just—it's it's a little bit of a different mood uh, in Denver, where we were for seven years. But um, but nonetheless, by by the potency of this yuga dharma, so these sacrifices are not meant for this age. Lord Chaitanya came to deliver the perfect path of self-realization and purification by the chanting. Of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And um, I was talking with a friend, Jai Goranga, who just uh, came, uh, him and his family. We knew them in Denver for many years, and they just relocated here to Dallas with their wonderful little children, Gandharvaka and Braj Prema, to put them in the Gurukula. And we were speaking the other day because I loaned him a book about um, the power of chanting uh, by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And he was saying that actually the, the Sankirtan Jaga is the culmination of Japa, right? And when we engage in the Sankirtan Jaga, when we're out chanting, then our Japa becomes more potent. And similarly, without our japa and internalizing and having our meditative time that we're, you know, going deep with our quiet meditation and meditating on the names of the Lord, then sankirtan jaga won't be as powerful. And Prabhupada actually said, without chanting uh, the holy name, when you worship the deities, you'll think you're worshiping dolls. So that that shows that, that the... The mind, you know, the mind can be, in the Bhagavad Gita, it says the best friend of the enemy as well, right? And the way to tame that raging wind of the mind is to draw it back to the holy name. And um, and when chanting sometimes, you can meditate on the different pastimes of the Lord. You know, the pastimes of the Lord... Um, Frolicking with his cowherd friends and, and with the with the cows, so many. This is like a sancta sanctorium, right? This temple, so beautiful. Yes, I was when I was chanting around this morning. I was remembering when all of this was put together, because we came here in the very early '80s, and this was just being finished. And uh, uh, it was a a beautiful vision. And then the restaurant was being built uh, by devotees. Many of them uh, were unskilled artisans that made these stained glass windows. They'd never, they'd never had done it before. 
empowered devotees, right? So by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, in this age, when we chant, it's so important to chant this Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shi Advaita Gadadara Shi Vashidi Bhakta Vrinda because Nitai is described to be as soothing as the millions of moons, right? And uh, by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Nityananda, we can be purified because we are full of many anarthas. I know I certainly am. And so... Uh, we can pray when we chant, pray fully to the Lord. We're reading about Lord Chaitanya. Pray to the Lord to um, help us on the path of purification. Right? Sometimes we might think it's a long and winding road, like the Beatles sang. A long and winding road. Right? But, but there's a couple of wonderful things that help us on this path, right? And it is... It is the association that brings us together, right? If we can just stay in the association of devotees, uh, no matter how difficult and how many pullings we have, how many obligations we have in the material world, um, that's our saving grace, without which I know I'd be finished. I would be finished. So we have to, we have to continue to... Um, Read. It's important to read, even even uh, even thirty minutes a day. You know, morning and night. You know, uh, and here. You know, we we have a habit in our little uh, home down the street. We have a beautiful little temple room with Giriraj and Gornitai. That I, my husband brought these deities back in the early eighties. They're very small, very sweet. Made different outfits for them along the way. But um, it's so important to... Uh, we, we listen to a lecture of our spiritual master every morning. And I remember our, my spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, always would be up in his room. And in those days, they were cassette tapes. <laughs> and he would listen to a lecture of Prabhupada every day. And he would emphasize it while he was brushing his teeth, while he was getting ready, whatever he was doing, he was hearing. Not a second um, in his life was... Spared. Every second was full of Krishna. Krishna, 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 hey. So we can strive for that. And when we're driving, you know, if we have work, we have to go someplace with our kids, uh, whatever it may be, you can hear, you know. A lot of these cars have Bluetooth players and you can hook up your phone and listen to some bhajans, listen to little lectures, whatever, while you're driving. And then everyone that's freaking out when they're driving down the highway and all stressed, you'll be blissed out because you're hearing Krishna's holy name. <laughs> so so uh, I think I'm going to just end here. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam, all glories to Chaitanya, Nityananda Mahaprabhu, Ki Jai.